When you are free, you live a life that sets other people free. God has more for you than you can ever imagine. Three words, hope, health, and healing. Amen by myself. Welcome to Midtown. Hey, all it's Pastor Susie, and I am here with three good friends today. Uh, Pastor Krista, who is in charge of our uh, care and prayer ministries here at the church. This is Mr. Steve McNitt, who is a lay leader extraordinaire. He does a lot of things around church, but he prays for people, he trains people, he teaches classes. Get to know this guy. He knows a lot of things. And so does this woman right here, Miss Chacha. She is in charge of our youth ministries programs. (laughs) I said that right. Our youth ministry programs director. I will get that right someday, okay? Um, But she does a lot of stuff around here too, and I learn a lot from her. And so I, as we're going to have a discussion around prayer, I want to dig into their brains and their spirits and and learn from them about what their what their spiritual life is like, Me what too. their prayer life Me too. is like. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm going to start and ask, uh, let's get the hard question out of the way. Let's just acknowledge that prayer can be hard, right? So so what's something in your life that, that feels like an obstacle to your prayer life? I would definitely say time. Time is a big thing. I think in our in our busy season, sometimes we always think that time is a is a big issue. And sometimes I think it is, but I think if we just dissect the fact that prayer is not just when you go into your prayer closet and you're praying and doing all that stuff, but it can simply be when you're in your car praying or, you know, at the library or something like that. So prayer um, isn't just a one-time moment with God in your secluded place. I think the only person here who actually has a prayer closet is Pastor Krista. But uh, Pastor Krista, what's an obstacle for you? <laughs> neglected prayer closet sometimes. Uh, I would say praying, not my will be done. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. You know, I, I think uh, even as a mom, you know, when something's happening with your kids, I want to just pray, God, let's pray it away, go away. Mm-hmm. But it's not my will be done. Yeah. It's his will be done. And trusting God enough in the process that he's in control and that everything's going to be okay. Um, even when it's difficult right. times. Is prayer ever hard for you? No, not for this guy. <laughs> is it ever easy for me is a better question. Good question. Um, I think for me, the biggest obstacle is distractions. That I, I feel like I sit before the Lord and I go, okay, I got time to pray. I got 11 minutes and then I got to go make my lunch and take a shower and I got to be ready for that meeting. To, it's all squirrel. Which God created. So I feel like he's part of the, you know, the, those are the distractions. Right. I mean, but I think some, it's hard for me to kind of focus. And, um, but I also realize you got to have grace with that and just go, I have some stuff I want to pray for. And when I get distracted, I'll just come back. Right. God's not going anywhere. He's there ready for me when I come back. That's good. That's good. Well, I want to redeem this uh, hard question and, and ask well, well, what's something, Chacha, for you, what's something that you do that, that helps cultivate a, a healthy prayer life? I definitely, I do a lot of things, but one thing that I really love um, is journaling. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, like getting everything out on paper is just amazing for me personally, mm-hmm. but I know not everybody is a writer. You know, mm-hmm. some people like to go on a bike ride or anything like that. So I would say like, whatever your passion is, whatever gets you kind of like that spark. And if you incorporate that with God, mm-hmm. that'll help you a lot too. So for me, journaling. That's yeah. good. Cause she's a writer. Yes. Well, I'm going to ask another question um, specifically to Pastor Krista, and this might be a little bit selfish because I can relate as a mom of four, and I really want to tap into the power of prayer that I've seen a lot at work in your life. 
But as you were raising your kids, like how, how did you use prayer as, as something that was integral to your parenting? Well, first of all, I want to say parenting was the hardest job I've ever done in my Amen. life. I had a lot of jobs that I was really good at, but parenting was something that I knew I had to go to the Word of God on. Yeah. So for me, um, I would I would always I always love to pull the promises of God to mm-hmm. go get the promises of God, and then I would just write those down and then pray those over my children. And I felt like if I could hold God to His Word, if I could see it in God's Word, then it gave me comfort and hope during the difficult times. There were times when they were teenagers, I'm like, Lord, this, this is not looking so good. It's not, this is not looking real good here, but. Okay, uh, I'm going to pu- ask you to pull like a, a specific story. Don't, I mean, don't name names. You don't have to, you don't have to put them on blast right now. But like, I remember you telling a story about like how if they would get in trouble. So I had this one kid, I won't say which kid it is, that was like me, had a really bad anger problem. So they would be really quiet and soft and gentle, but then their siblings, the older siblings, would taunt them. So that's kind of letting you know who it might be. And so we, we would write scriptures in our family. So I would go get these long scriptures, and and I would make them applicable to whatever they were struggling with and talk to them about the Word of God. But they would have to write, like, you know, anger is destructive. It tears down the, the, the city. And they were like, Mom, would you just <laughs> take away our Nintendo or something else? Come on. So no. I've been known to... Have you write hundreds of hundreds of scriptures wow. trouble. I won't say which kid that was. <laughs> the 49 Like kid. Go Niners? The 49 Go Niners, yeah. Yeah, randomly we're saying Go Niners. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that also got ch- channeled in a, in a great way, right? I think it was yeah. him. You know. Yeah. So now he, he channels his anger mm. at a specific place mm. and not at his siblings. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, now, Steve, in a kind of jump off of the uh, the parenting question and go a little deeper with that because we some of us know that you've had a difficult journey that you've gone through and you had a son who went through a cancer journey and obviously prayer was something that was integral to your life at that mm. time so can you can you share with us a little bit about what that was like yeah um mm. so for those that don't know I had a son that when he was 10 years old he was diagnosed with leukemia mm. and he well, at that time we thought that was a death sentence. He spent 161 nights in the hospital. He got four rounds of chemo. I'll, I'll spoiler alert. Um, it came back. He went through more treatment, and he's fine. He's a mm. teacher now. Um, so I'll spoiler alert on that. But in the day when it happens, you don't know anything yeah. except your life has just changed radically. Mm-hmm. And for lots of people, that happens through illness or jobs or marriages or or relationships or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment, you know, all I knew was we have to do everything we can to take care of our child. Wow. What I now know and what I love is that God was saying the same thing. Wow. We have to do everything we can to take care of our child, mm-hmm. meaning my son and meaning me. Mm-hmm. And so he just surrounded us with, with people who were praying, people wow. who were loving us. And I think the most honest prayer I've ever prayed mm-hmm. was on the second day of my son's diagnosis. And they they had thought it was one particular kind of leukemia, and it turned out it was the worst one. And so that morning I was up. I couldn't sleep. I was out praying. And I just remember it was dark out, and I was walking through the neighborhood just sobbing. Mm-hmm. And my prayer sounded like this. No! <laughs> no! That's real. That's real. But it was so genuine and so real. And in Romans 8, it says that the Holy Spirit is praying for us yeah, and prays yeah. even when we don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I feel like the Holy Spirit surrounded us. I know we prayed every day. We mm -hmm. engaged with people. You know, some people want to be private when things are going hard. Mm -hmm. I waved the white flag and said, if you're going to pray, here's how to pray. Yeah. And I just asked people to pray so that, you know, in, in Hebrews 11, where it talks about a great cloud of witnesses, mm -hmm. there was this, this stadium full of people praying for him. Yeah. And um, what I know that I held on to was we didn't know the outcome, mm. except we knew God's promises. Yeah. And so to be able to pray, you know, I will never leave you or forsake yeah, you. That's good. Well, even when he's, when he's sick, you'll yeah. never leave me. And I, there was some peace in that. Mm. And even at the end, where you go, you know, in, in um, Revelation 21, where it says there's coming a time when there's going to be no more pain, no more right. sorrow, no more hospitals, no more leukemia, mm. no more all of that. And there's coming a time when that promise is going to come true. Mm. And so we didn't know what was going to happen in the hospital, but just praying through God's promises and praying, you know, with with such a, a heart, I won't say a pure heart, because it wasn't pure in fact, it was a desperate heart. It was a desperate yeah, heart. Yeah. And, and I remember praying, Lord, I know I'm supposed to pray your will, but I don't care. I want him to live. <laughs> that's good. I don't know if that's sin or not, but, you know, that's between God I and me. I think that's real, like you said. That's yeah, just, to just be thing. as genuine as, as we can. And I, yeah. I think that's helped, you know, sort of turn how I pray and just hold on to those promises. That's good, Steve. That's so good. Yeah. Well, I, I learned a lot just in the last few minutes, and I'm just so thankful to be surrounded by people who I know that if I have a moment where I need prayer, I can call out to you. I hope that we as a church will cultivate our own prayer lives, but also know that there there are a cloud of witnesses around us that will pray with us. The saints are amongst us to pray with us mm -hmm. through whatever we're going through. And so I hope that you've been as blessed as I have been, and um, thank you for joining in. Thank you so much for tuning into Midtown Church. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for weekly messages to stay rooted in the word and for a dose of hope, health, and healing in your life. Want to get more connected to Midtown Church? Just visit us online at midtownchurch.org.